Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on. Glad that you've taken the time. Chip Roy at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening with Title 42. Title 42 is uh, is interesting because it's in place to protect Americans from people coming here, uh, either illegally or illegally, who might have something that's contagious. Especially during a pandemic, if you've got lockdowns and masks on planes, why are we letting people come here that we're not even testing? And even if we do test them and they come up positive, we're not sending them back? Really? That, that's what you just want them to stay? So we talk about the actual numbers coming across. We get into that, plus Katanji Brown-Jackson. We'll talk about all that and much more with uh, with Chip. And then we've also got Angela Morabito on this program, former press secretary for the uh, U.S. Department of Education. And uh, we talk about Title IX, which was supposed to protect women and girls in sports. And uh, we also talk about the indoctrination that is potentially happening in our schools in this country. So it's a big show. Lots going on. Definitely want to hear from you. Make sure you stop by JoePags.com. That's your one stop for contacting me via social media. Scroll down, click on contact to send me an email. And make sure you check out the, um, I think the, the main story today, and if it's not the main story, it's off to the side, was my monologue on cars and our American love affair with, uh, with the muscle car. So go and check that out if you missed it yesterday. But today's Tuesday. Let's go. Uh-huh. Hi. 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 Hey, what's going on? Mm, not too much, how are you? Getting it done, making it happen, you know. Polo is as well. So is Sam. Uh, so I'm at the gym today, right? Hanging out like a regular over at the gym. Get it done at the Man at Mittness. You know, minding my own business. And, you know, I, I, when I'm on the treadmill, I'll check my email, do whatever. And um, I'm getting this constant email from this doofus who I'm not going to name. He's not going to get any credit for it. He's not going to get any joy out of it. But um, something about the fact that I had a problem with Mitt Romney somehow related to Jim Jordan. And the allegations against Jim Jordan when he was a coach in Ohio or something, um, nothing has been proven. In fact, he has vehemently denied anything going on when he was a, um, a, a wrestling coach. Um, that story has basically gone away. But somehow the whataboutism in this idiot's mind was, well, if you don't like Mitt Romney, who, by the way, is pushing a, somebody who was light on pedophiles, light on those who, um, who were uh, convicted of child pornography, Light on people, low criminal sentences, way lower than even the the min, the minimum that was that was recommended. For some reason, that related to to Jim Jordan, which is strange. And then the guy went on about how I'm some sort of a white this or that or white racist or white supremacist. It was all very strange. No, what did he call me? Did you I respond mean, to this man? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I told him uh-huh, what's up. Okay. Yeah, I told him what's happening. And uh, then he then he wrote back in all caps because if you're yelling, I guess then you somehow are winning. But but let me say this. I'm so over the whataboutism that if you have a problem with Ketanji Brown-Jackson and the problem is in her lack of stern sentencing and her lack of caring about pedophiles and keeping them away from kids, her lack of caring about people who downloaded kitty porn because the internet's so fast now, you can download it really fast or something, um, if you have a problem with Katanji Brown because she was overturned many times and doesn't think we have natural rights as human beings, 
Um, that somehow the what aboutism, yeah, but what about your racism? You know, you're a racist if you don't like her. You're a racist if you don't want her to be the next justice, which is just stupid. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, fill me in on exactly how Jim Jordan relates to Mitt Romney. Well, Republicans and conservatives and do do. So um, I, I went back and forth a little bit, and just at the end of it, I just said, listen, you had your ass handed to you. It's okay. Happens to the best of them. You're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And then the guy stopped. And the reason why he stopped was he really didn't have anything else to say. What else can you say? There are unfounded um, allegations against Jim Jordan. Uh, they, oh, I think he brought up Matt Gates too. Unfounded allegations against Matt Gates. Mitt Romney literally put out a tweet <laughs> saying, I support Katanji Brown Jackson. And I responded to his tweet. Carrie, listen, mm-hmm. you told me this a long time ago. You're a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. Right. Nobody's arguing. Mm-hmm. What is what does one have to do with the other? Nothing. What? Yeah, don't see the connection actually. What? Mm-hmm. I just put it out there. So I just I, I want you to understand those of you who are listening and watching. I do enjoy getting email. I don't answer all of them. I uh, got a lot of email on people's favorite cars. Guy even sent me a picture of his truck, which was awesome. Um, so I, I'll read them all. I'll see them all, unless I blocked you or put you on automatic delete, which I have for for some people. Um, but expect if you come at me like an idiot, I can out idiot you any day. Carrie, we've also talked about that. I, I, <laughs> I'm the best idiot you've ever known. Nobody's Absolutely. going to out idiot me. No, no, sir. And, and no, it's funny because you oh, oh, this is how you treat your listeners. You literally wrote me and said that I'm an ass and that I suck <laughs> and I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm supposed right back. to talk back to them though. You know, Thank, no. thanks for listening. You know, what am I supposed to, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's just, it, it's always, it always stuns me that they're surprised that I answer in kind. Now, if you write that you love the show and blah, 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 I'll try to give you a quick thank you. But, um, but those who come at me, don't be surprised that a robot isn't answering your email. If you thought you were going to feel better by sending me a stupid derogatory email, it's not going to happen. You're not going to feel better when you send that email. Okay. Um, in this business, we, we try to pretend that we love the First Amendment. I do. I love it. I understand there are restrictions. It's not really, you can say anything, anywhere, anytime. We've given examples. You can't yell bomb on a plane. You can't yell fire in a theater. I mean, those things, I understand. That makes sense. You're putting other people in harm's way, and you're taking away their freedom and their liberty. Then your constitutional rights do have a limit. Having said that, we like to believe in doing what we do. We've got the right to say what we want, feel what we want, however we want to say it. The problem is there are a lot of pretenders who are in talk radio and in talk television. There are a lot of pretenders who act like they love the Constitution and the First Amendment until you say something they don't like. There are a lot of pretenders who will knee, they will knee jerk and take a knee. They'll take, they'll bend a knee to the woke crowd or the social justice warriors, even if they're lying about what you did or didn't say. And there's a situation. I think I've had Amber on this show before. I think. I know I've got her on this Friday, Amber Athey. I'm going to have her on uh, this Friday. But she was fired from a radio job for something so stupid that I couldn't even believe. I thought this was fake when I saw this on social media today. And I reached out to her immediately. We'll have her on Friday. But Carrie, fill people in on what it is. Because again, in our industry, especially in conservative talk radio, they pretend like you know you can say what you want. You're not going to let the woke crowd knock you down. This is a situation that proves that at least in some companies in the ranks of management, they don't really believe that. Go ahead. 
Yeah, from the New York Post, a conservative writer and commentator says she was fired from a radio job and accused of being racist after joking a brown suit worn by Vice President Kamala Harris looked like a UPS uniform. Amber Athey, the Washington editor for Spectator Magazine's World Edition, claims she lost her regular spot on DC talk station WMAL after she referenced the delivery giant slogan in a tweet about Harris's attire at the State of the Union address. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Athey March 1st tweet read, nothing good apparently. According to Athy, who recounted her experience in a Spectator column, the tweet initially made no waves. A few days later, however, Athy spoke critically of protest in favor of trans kids at the University of North Texas. And as she wrote, a group of maniacal left-wing activists who want to chemically castrate children in the name of gender affirmation came after me. All of a sudden, the Kamala tweet was being reframed as racist, and dozens of Twitter accounts were bragging about contacting my employers about my bigotry, she said. Her employers, the Spectator laughed at and promptly deleted the angry emails and none of her colleagues at WMAL's Morning O'Connor and Company show acted as if anything was amiss. But eight days after the tweet, Athey was contacted out of the blue by Jeff Bowden and the vice president of station owner Cumulus Washington and human resources VP Kristen Fincellis. And they told me the tweet I sent about Kamala was racist and that subsequent follow-ups defending myself and making fun of the efforts to cancel me were unaccepted, she recalled. I had violated the company's social media policy, they said, and I was terminated effective immediately. At the insisted her firing has destroyed the integrity and reputation of WMAL and Cumulus as host of conservative content. All right, so it's an interesting story. We all remember the outfit that Kamala Harris had on at the State of the Union address because the next day, Carrie, you probably even saw these memes. You're not on social media as much as I am. People were making her the, the brown M&M. Yeah. They put a big M on the, on the outfit. It was brown and brown and brown. It was just brown. Um, this was a brown top, brown shirt, brown pants, brown everything. Some people were commenting that the outfit, nobody was talking about her skin tone ever, that her outfit was the same exact color as the chair, and then she sort of melded into the chair. Why would she wear that? She should wear something that was different. And look, you're the vice president of the United States, and you are completely open for criticism. It's actually our inherent right by the founders and by the creator, that we can say what we want about those who allegedly govern us. Well, you govern because we allow you to. And of course, you, as a public figure, one of the top public figures in the nation, you're going to be criticized. People are going to talk about what you wear and, and the smirk you make and how you speak and everything else. So there were, I mean, people were calling her a Hershey's bar because of the way the outfit was in color. It had nothing to do with her skin tone. Had Nancy Pelosi worn the same outfit, they would have been saying the same thing. But of course, if you can make it sound racist, then it's going to be racist. Now, the old slogan for UPS, I don't know if it still is. It might still be. I don't know. But the UPS drivers would wear these very brown uniforms about the same color of the outfit that was worn by the vice president that night. And some people actually put a, a UPS logo on the lapel to be funny. And Amber Athey says, what can Brown do for you? Because that was the slogan. Nobody ever thought the slogan meant, what can a brown skin-colored person do for you? No, the slogan was, what can the people wearing brown, driving the brown trucks, do for you? Carrie, you remember the, the, the ad campaign, oh, yeah. right? I do, yeah. Were they it's talking about skin popular. tone? No, they were clearly talking about their uniforms. Now, had she been war- wearing a red outfit or blue outfit and she said, what can brown do for you? And the only brown thing that's in the frame is potentially her skin tone, 
which I don't even know is brown. It's more of a, a beige or a, a tan. I mean, I, when I get a good tan, I'm about the same shade. So I don't know why this is about ancestry somehow. But um, if you say, what can brown do for you? She says, obviously not much because Kamala Harris isn't a very good vice president and hasn't accomplished anything. She's talking about the UPS driver who serves as our vice president. Now, I don't know how funny it was. I, it, to me, it's not very funny, but it's witty and it's uh, sarcastic and, faci- and facetious. And, and it makes a, a reference to an ad campaign that I think everybody knew, whether you used UPS or not. That was a very catchy ad campaign. You literally can't say the ad campaign. And I don't understand how it could be deemed racist. I mean, racist would be Kamala Harris, whose heritage is Jamaican and Indian, can't do anything right because she's Jamaican and Indian. That would be an attack. And of course, I'm not saying that. Amber didn't say that. Carrie's not saying that. But you have to say something like that to be deemed racist or ethnocentric. And if you don't think that's true, show me a definition of racism that says if you describe the color of the clothing of the person, that somehow is racist. I'll wait. Didn't think so. So your thoughts on this, because a lot of you who listen to me listen to talk radio all day long. Any number of shows I can name that you're listening before you get to me. Some of you switch between other shows and my show. I get it. I used to do that too when I drove around. I don't listen to talk radio much anymore. I'm jaded. I hear the buttons being pushed wrong or I hear the song wrong or, or somebody has a take that's wrong. I, I just, I can't listen to it. Carrie, you, you could probably see me driving around and listen. I, I put on Elvis radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I put yeah. on some music and I sing while I'm driving down the road. Um, I would too. Yeah, I mean, just just listening to the talk radio, like if you're listening to another news reporter, you inherently know what the news reporter's reading, what they're saying, you know, what they're, and we're jaded because we're on the inside, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not really interested right. in listening to that. So. Right, like I, I, I'll i pop on the local news every once in a while on television, and having been in, in television news for so long, there are so many things that jump out at me that are glaring, I just have to stop. But um, at, at the end of the day, Amber Athey did nothing, said nothing that was racist, and I think the firing is completely inappropriate. Now, some have said, well, it's a right to work this, and you could they could fire for anything. And if you're not a contracted employee, you can do the other thing. Listen, you may or may not have the right to, I don't know whether it was a union job or not, but but if it's not and, you, and you're just working in your free will and you're an at-will employee, they can fire you for any reason. But if they fire you and say the reason we're firing you is because you did something racist, now she has a case because they've said it was over racism. And clearly nothing in that line that I've heard that she said is racist. And be very careful with the shows that you choose and make sure they're actually giving you what you thought they were giving you. Some people will pretend they're conservative. Some people will pretend they have this certain belief system. Then they really don't. They're just doing it because they think that it'll work on their show. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Do you think that what she said, what can Brown do for you? Obviously not much. Do you think that's racist in any way, shape, or form? Love to hear from you. Keep it here. Coming back. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Appreciate you being here. Joe Pags Show. Make sure you stop by JoePags.com. Keep in mind, I know that there are sports on some of the stations, and I understand that, and, and that's a necessary thing because the stations have great deals with these uh, with these organizations. Go to my website, www.JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll hear the show. We won't be preempted by any sports, by anything else. Uh, or you can go and click on Watch Now, and you'll see us do the show. And I mean, you'll see all of us and you'll also see the interviews as well as hear them. Make sure you stop by there. We appreciate you no matter where you happen to be watching or listening from. We tell you about uh, Super Beats. I just got wind that Super Beats is coming out with some gummies. I'll tell you more about that coming up. I'm just telling a little inside baseball. Going to have some gummies available soon. It's a new way to start your day. Super Beats heart chews that have been available for a while. They're a tasty treat that give you the energy you need and they're good for you too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. You're loading up on sugary drinks. That doesn't make any sense. You're going to get that that quick high, and then you're going to crash. And nobody needs that. These heart shoes, add them to your morning routine to promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day without that caffeine crash. Superbeat heart shoes, unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy, normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. Why wouldn't you do them? They taste absolutely delicious. I used to do the powder, but then you forget that sometimes. These are easy. Put them in your pocket, in your gym bag, in your purse, in your car, in the console, whatever. And make sure that you get these going. They really do help out. Go to JoeLovesBeats.com. Their best offers available right now, up to 45% off plus free shipping. JoeLovesBeats.com, up to 45% off. Go to JoeLovesBeats.com and go there right now. So it's a racist to say, what can Brown do for you about the the um, the vice president, who happens to be black? Um, is it racist? She was wearing a brown outfit. Everybody was talking about her brown outfit. I saw, I heard and saw no racism whatsoever. You tell me, Marco, what's going on? Hi. Ciao, Paisano. Long hey. time listener. Love your show. Ciao. Thanks, man. What's happening? Hey. So first thing came to mind is how long did we spend making fun of Hillary Clinton's outfit looking like a uh, communist dictator, her uh, single suit front button down outfit. Yeah. We made fun of that. No one ever called it racism. So the only people that see racism is a Democrat when uh, when any topic comes up. So it's interesting that we made fun of her outfits that whole time. No big deal. All of a sudden, uh, skin color is interpreted when it comes to a Democrat's eyes. No, absolutely right. And, and by the way, Marco, great point. President Trump's hair, his size, his skin tone was constantly made fun of, and that was perfectly fine. Uh, let me go to Paul. Paul, fill me in. About a minute. Hi. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about what that uh, interested in what that what that gentleman said. It does kind of seem like liberals, particularly white liberals, but not only white liberals, seem to seem to be this demographic that obsesses about race, which I wonder where that's coming from. But also um, very fixated on destroying whiteness, which I'm kind of willing to entertain the idea. But what I don't like is I think they use it oftentimes just to try to injure people. You're, you're willing and, uh, to entertain. So, you, hold on. You're willing to entertain the idea of eradicating whiteness. Yeah, well, sure. It's, it's not really that important to me. It's kind of a semantic argument, and so what I would kind of want to ask that person back to kind of help expose maybe where they're coming from is, well, what would they do with blackness or brownness? Would they would they destroy that? Does that need to be destroyed also? No, I would think not. I don't want anything destroyed. I want us all to live in harmony. Keep it here, Chip Roy. When we come back. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this guy back. He's actually my congressman, District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas. It's Chip Roy. Chip, how are you? Good. Great to be on the show as always. I always prefer calling in from Texas, but I'm here in D.C. trying to fight for you and everybody else. You know, I think that you actually handle it. I'm glad you said that. I think that you handle it sort of the way the founders thought it would be handled. Chip, nobody thought anybody, anybody would buy a luxury apartment on K Street. Nobody thought that, uh, that people would live in Washington. You would represent this area of Texas, spend most of your time here dealing with the issues that people have here and, and shaking hands and kissing babies and go to Washington and vote. I mean, people don't look at it that way anymore. They actually live there now and they're a bunch of multimillionaires. It's strange. There's a lot of that. And, and, and look, I, it, it's an honor for me to be here representing people. I, re, I prefer to be in Texas. I mean, look, what I wish we did, uh, and that's not what, we, what I'm called in to talk about, but, but I think it's important. What I wish we did is, and I hope what we'll do when we're in the majority, if, we give, if we're giving it back again, is come here and work hard for three, four, five months and then be gone. Right. Let's come in, balance the budget, uh, you know, secure the board of the United States and get the hell out of the way and come home. And yeah. that, that's what I'm going to be arguing for. And, and you've actually done Skype interviews with me from like a pickup truck before. So I know that you're home a lot, which is yeah. good. Um, let's talk about uh, the, the idea that COVID-19 might be making a resurgence, according to Fauci, might have to do 180 degree reverse. So the Biden administration said, here's here's something smart. Let's get rid of Title 42, which actually says we're not going to let you in. We're going to send you right back because we fear you might be carrying this pandemic with you. Biden and his minions think that's a smart move. Fill me in on what excuses they're giving you. And of course, your thoughts on that move. Yeah, well, that's all it is, is an excuse. And it's a purposeful way for the Biden administration, led by Secretary Mayorkas at the Department of Homeland Security, to not enforce the law and to purposely not enforce the law. Title 42 is a tool, okay? Uh, President Trump, rightly, with his administration, used that tool during a pandemic in particular to stem the tide at the border. But it's not just COVID-related. Let's be clear. Title 42 is a health code provision that says when you can have communicable diseases at the border, that you can use it to turn people away. It's a great tool. Uh, the Biden administration used it less and is using it less than the Trump administration did, but it accounts for about half uh, of, uh, really, it accounts for all of the people they're turning away, which is about half of the people who come to the border. Right. Take March, for example. Uh, they had about 215, I think 217,000 apprehensions. A little over half of that were turned away. All of those turnaways were due to Title 42. The rest were released into the United States. Go back to last year. 700,000 people released into the United States. 1.3 million or so turned away. Uh, actually, 1.3 million turnaways, many of whom were repeat people. Right. That's going to all go away. And, and so fast forward. Now we have 8,000 people coming a day. Uh, last night, we heard from Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Patrol Union. Today, I talked to, uh, just on the phone, I had to hang up to get on this interview, yeah. Mark Morgan, the former Border Patrol head under Trump. Uh, they expect 10,000-plus people a day. Now, that's 300,000 a month. That's 3.6 million a year. And you will be turning away hardly any of them. That's the result of, of a opened-up border with Title 42 being expansively, uh, or no longer used to have this expansive uh, uh, entry into the United States. Last point. Uh, I had an off-the-record conversation with Secretary Mayorkas this morning with 25, 30 of my colleagues. I'm going to honor the off-the-record nature of it, but I think it is fair to characterize it as this. He has repeatedly refused to acknowledge whether or not the border is secure. Now, remember last year he claimed it was secure. 
He has not been doing that as much lately. And I can tell you that he was not quick to say that the border is, in fact, secure. Because you can't say that it is secure at this point. If he says it publicly, he should be called out for it. Because I can tell you he knows it's not secure. He wants to hide behind Title 42 being a CDC, Walensky thing. That's not true. It is, in fact, CDC that can make the determination, but it's up to the DHS secretary to say, hey, we need that tool. We have communicable diseases coming across the border, not just COVID, tuberculosis. You've got all sorts of health issues, flu, and all sorts of communicable diseases for all these people coming across. Uh, and this is a real issue, and he's ignoring it and setting it aside. It is uh, Representative uh, District 21 Representative of the great state of Texas, Chip Roy. Uh, Chip, it's, it's all very uh, intricate and detailed, so let me ask you a couple of very simple questions. I'm not a, a legislator, obviously, so I'm not really sure how it works. When Saki told, I think it was Ducey, in one of these uh, news conferences that this is a CDC call, I thought that was stupid. The CDC doesn't make calls. They make recommendations. They give guidelines. The administration, I thought, through DHS, my Orcus, could say, we're going to leave this in place. We're not going to leave this in place. Saki literally acted as if the administration itself has no say as to whether we do or don't enforce Title 42. Is that true? So that is exactly what Saki wants everyone to believe so she can play hide the football, moving right. it around agency to agency. Uh, they did the same thing, for example, Mayorkas and, and Saki and all of them, about the Border Patrol agents who were uh, said to be whipping Haitians. They didn't want to have accountability for that. Right. They say, oh, well, it's not my job to make that determination. Well, yes, it is. You're the head of DHS. In this case, I can tell you how it happened under Trump. They're sitting in the White House. Trump is talking to the DHS guys, and they're talking about Title 42. And who do they get on the phone? They get CDC on the phone. And they talk about it, and they say— hey, we have a real problem right now. we got a health code issue, but we have a real problem at the border, and Title 42 is a tool to use. We have communicable diseases, so let's enforce Title 42. Boom, done, and now you're enforcing it. They're choosing not to. Mayorkas refuses to publicly say they should. Biden and Saki are hiding. Now, let's remember, the two senators in Arizona, one of whom is up for election, yeah. have said they do not support the president and Mayorkas abandoning Title 42. Right. Manchin has said it, and just 20 minutes ago, you have now John Tester from Montana saying it. I have a discharge petition in the House of Representatives to force a vote on requiring Title 42 to be used. Yvette Harrell's bill, my discharge petition. We have 210 Republicans on it. Adam Kinzinger is the only one not on it. Insert your 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 joke there, right. Joe. <laughs> um, as I know you will. Uh, but not one Democrat is on it. Even my friend Henry Cuellar, and he is a friend, and he's a good man, he but Henry should get on that discharge petition. So should my friend Dean Phillips that I did the PPP Flexibility Act with her, Abigail Spanberger from Virginia who claims to be moderate. All of these Democrats, I want every member of the press out there to ask them the question. Right, you know, the Texas Tribune, they always call us up and say, where do you stand on some issue involving Donald Trump or what the latest quote or tweet was or where are you on Madison Cawthorn? And talk? They ask us all the time. Why don't you call up every Democrat and say, do you support eliminating Title 42 and opening up our border to be wide open for people from all over the world, including including terrorists, 
distracting CBP, fentanyl pouring in, killing our communities, uh, destroying our ranches, endangering Americans. And I promise you, you're going to get some interesting answers. It's uh, Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. I want to make sure I understand the process. If Biden sat everybody down and said, I want Title 42 used, they call the CDC, we want Title 42 used. If uh, Mayorkas says we want Title 42, everybody would agree Title 42 would happen. So it really is up to the president to direct that. And he's not doing that. As you said, he's hiding from it. And and he's putting the onus on the CDC, which is ridiculous. But if I hear you right, you're offering up something in the House that if passed would go to the Senate, that if passed would go to the President, then he would have to say yes or no on Title 42. Am I following you? Yes. So the way this bill is structured, and we could amend it, and we probably should, we, Yvette Harrell from New Mexico wrote this bill last February. Okay, We were way ahead of the curve on this. I filed the discharge petition last April. Uh, we started moving that forward. It took a while to get the signatures. A lot of Republicans were like, I don't know. I don't want to force discharge petitions. So I went on Tucker. I started rattling about it. And over the course of the year, we got up to 195. Last week, Republican leadership got on board. Now we're at 210. What it would do was say, as long as there's a public health emergency, as long as your kids are being forced to wear masks, as long as you're wearing masks on airplanes, yeah. as long as you're having to take a test coming to the United States, as long as you're having to get a needle jab in your arm to keep your job, as long as you go down the list, as long as Nancy Pelosi is saying we can keep voting by proxy, as long as there's a public health emergency, you got to use Title 42. Right. Also, as long as any state in the union has a public health emergency declared, you got to use Title 42. Also, as long as they've got level, until we get down to level one travel, with Mexico and I think a, a handful of other countries, I can't remember how it's dis- defined, uh, you got to keep using Title 42. Now, maybe we could be more expansive and just say, use Title 42, because that's what I actually think. Right. Uh, but but at least that would force their hand. Chip Roy joining us. Chip, I want to talk about Katanji Brown-Jackson if yeah. we can. You're a great lawyer, great constitutionalist, a guy that I trust when it comes to what the Constitution does and doesn't do. Um, but also, I've never been a lawyer who's in a trial and, and taken on cases like she saw as a judge. This is somebody who's vehemently pro-abort. She's, she was a defense attorney for a lot of abortion outlets. She's also somebody who... Even though she was given minimum guidelines for pedophiles and those who were collecting kitty porn, she she sentenced some of these people to half of what the the guideline. These these aren't required minimums, but they are certainly guideline minimums. And she cut them in half. And her reasoning chip was that it's really easy to get child pornography now. So why punish them because of the new the, the new technology, which doesn't make any sense. You've got three Republicans in the in the Senate ready to sign on to to let her be the next Supreme Court justice. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, I, I can't say on air what my actual thoughts are about Mitt Romney or, or Susan Collins or gotcha. Lisa Murkowski. They are so appalling uh, in their dereliction of duty. Their, their constituents should be ashamed. Bright red Utah, bright red Alaska, even Maine. Uh, it's absolutely absurd uh, what they're doing. Now, here's why. Uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, um, she is not qualified to sit on the United States Supreme Court. She is not qualified, okay? I don't care if you go to Harvard. In fact, going to Harvard ought to actually be a uh, ding against you in terms of qualifications <laughs> these days. Right. But I don't care. What I care about is this. When asked on a questionnaire about whether she believed in natural rights, she said, I can't say that I can uh, answer that I believe in natural rights. She, When asked about these uh, cases involving child porn, uh, refused to actually facilitate getting all of the pre-sentencing reports and information on it. But more importantly, that the record speaks for itself, that her overall sentencing was well below the norm. And there are some particularly egregious examples, including one guy 
that she was responsible for minimizing his sentence, got back out and was a recidivist, and then had another sentencing, and she was still weak on it. In addition, she's got all sorts of critical race theory connections in terms of her service on a school board, pointing out various books and things that she says are central to her entire existence. When you go down the list of things, including not being able to define a woman, this is not a person that you can rely upon to be a uh, umpire calling balls and strikes in the words of John Roberts. Uh, this is an activist, a leftist who can't define women, who are, want to go light on uh, uh, criminals, uh, who can't say that there are natural rights. And that's the one that ought to scare you the most. Yeah. If she does not acknowledge that we have rights from our creator, from God, that supersede all other things, and that is fundamental to who we are as an American, all the way back to the Declaration, flowing through the Constitution, and to our rights sitting here right now before God today. It should, te- uh, Jeff, it, should t- it should tell anybody who's listening or watching that she literally doesn't believe that the Constitution is a document restricting government from taking those rights. She doesn't believe that. She thinks that it's a document that can be moved and changed and, and caressed and, and, and treated like Plato. It's not. This is the foundation. And if she doesn't believe in the foundation, what the hell is she going to do in the Supreme Court of the land? I don't get it. And what the hell is Susan Collins doing, who no voted, a, voted against Amy Coney Barrett, right. but is voting for Ketanji Brown-Jackson? I can tell you, I promise you, that there's a good number of them, and frankly, a good number of my House colleagues who are not speaking out about this, who run away from the race card. They don't want to be considered, oh, you're a racist, you're opposing the first black female judge, or, or quote Politico two days ago, the first black uh, member. That was so idiotic, court. right. I mean, oh you're stupid. God. But but here's the thing. They do that on purpose. But they had no problem taking down Janice Rogers Brown. Right. They had no problem taking down Miguel Estrada because he was a conservative Hispanic. They have no problem uh, unfairly pillaring and tarnishing one of the greatest human beings alive, Clarence Thomas. Right. No, no, no. They're fine doing that. But no, we're not going to go challenge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who's a radical leftist and has no business being on any court, much less the Supreme Court. It's uh, U.S. Representative Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. What bothers me about this, Chip, you're not afraid of this, but so many of the legislators that I've had on, when I bring this up, they're afraid to go there. President Biden completely uh, blows out of the uh, the idea of EEOC, equal opportunity in this country. He completely blows it out of the water by saying, I'm only going to consider 7% of the right. population. And of that 7%, only the liberals. So uh, he considered, what, 3.5% of the entire population for a job the entire population should have had access to. I mean, isn't that a violation of at least a moral value in this country? Yes, it is. And in fact, it's one of those things that, that I'm arguing and advocating that Republicans need to go on offense and hit head on. We ought to say that one of our main platforms is we are going to fight for a colorblind government, that we are going to fight to end all of these race-based programs, all of this diversity, equity, inclusion garbage, and all of this stuff about uh, in the Department of Defense, the woke stuff, the Department of Education, the woke stuff, and go on offense and say that we don't believe that. We believe in content of our character, not the color of our skin. We believe in having equal opportunity in the United States of America and equal justice under the law. And that comes by following our natural rights from God, having a limited government, and then getting people out there working hard. But no, we're not gonna self-select. We're not gonna select people based on a race card. No, and fight it, don't run from it. Stop being chickens. The most Americans don't wanna see this garbage. Most Americans want us to just do our job, select the right person for the job, be colorblind about it. But again, Republicans picked Clarence Thomas. He ain't good enough. Miguel Estrada, Janice Rogers Brown, good on the list. It's not that you're black 
It's that you be the right kind of black. Right. You be the right kind of Hispanic. And let me say one last thing. The border, watch what's happening down in South Texas. There are people there who are sick of it. They're sick of being taken for granted. They're sick of having their uh, lives upended and being exploited and having the, the border being wide open for cartels and danger, fentanyl pouring in. And uh, you're seeing some changes in South Texas. It is uh, Chip Roy, U.S. Representative, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. Uh, Janice Rogers Brown was, uh, was, was stopped by Joe Biden with a wink and a nod to Robert Byrd. Um, this was a very racist move. It was an anti-American move. This was something she probably would have been selected for the Supreme Court in 2005 instead of Alito. She was rejected, however, for a lower court by those guys. And Joe Biden at the time said, and you know this, he said, this is the most important vote I've ever done. And that's nuts because he had every opportunity 15 years ago, 17 years ago, to do what he says we should be doing now. I mean, that's just fact, uh, Chip. 100% right. And look, I was here. I was a lawyer on the Senate Judiciary Committee when the Democrats, Joe Biden, uh, Kennedy, all those guys were doing this hatred, vile attacks on these conservative women like Priscilla Owen, who's a white woman, Janice Rogers Brown, who you just talked about, and Miguel Estrada. And I, I don't want to forget that. Okay, Miguel Estrada is a good man, a human being, a great lawyer, and he had his life turned upside down because vicious, racist Democrats attacked him. And because we had a memo, a written memo, because he was a conservative Hispanic, they attacked him. They killed his nomination. And I'm not going to get into the details, but it tore his family apart. It hurt him. And I'm just so sick to my stomach of watching these Democrats get away with being racist and doing racist things and then daring to call me racist because I want to fight that stuff. You know what? Come at me. Kiss my ass. I'm tired of it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chip, I love, the, I love your backbone, and they should kiss your rear end. Absolutely. We appreciate you making time today. Thank you, brother. Let's do it again soon. Hey, God bless. Take care, Joe. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. You gotta love when Chip Roy comes on and just tells him, listen, come at me. You can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm with you. They, they can, Chip. And he, he's speaking the truth. Title 42 needs to stay in place. That's that's common sense. Katanji Brown-Jackson should not be going to the Supreme Court. That's common sense. And uh, the problems that we're seeing in the administration when it comes to the border and elsewhere are absolutely nuts, and they have to stop. Much more to come. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.